Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Today, Pastor CJ gives a special Easter message that is sure to bless you. What the enemy used for evil, God turned around for good. Aren't you glad that the tomb is empty and that Jesus still lives among us? We hope you enjoy this message. For a moment today, and once again, I'm so grateful that you're here today. And if you have, once again don't know me, I'm Pastor CJ. You probably read about me in the newspapers when I don't even have an interview. They write about me. Anyways, amen. I've never interviewed with any of those people, but they still write about me. Amen. And what I'd like to say to you today is very first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for being here today. I would like to say this to you. Every one of my kids are in ministry. And while I was sitting in the front row, I received a text from one of my sons who uh, is in ministry. And he texted me and he said, the Johnsons. And the Forsbergs are killing it for Jesus today. And it just made me proud. And the reason why it made me proud, maybe some of you last night seen on TV, uh, my son uh, last night was had an Easter egg hunt yesterday. And Friday morning, I was planning on going there to Minneapolis and Rosemont. And Friday morning, my son CJ called me on the phone. He called my wife and I. He called us and he said, Mom and Dad, uh, you need to come. And he's crying on the phone. He said, Dad, Mom, you, you need to come. And I said, Son, I can't. I, I, I have a lot of things I got to get ready for for our service. He said, Mom and Dad, you need to come. And I said, Son, what's up? And he said, Dad, in pre-registration for our 100,000 Easter egg hunt, the Minneapolis or Minnesota's world's largest Easter egg hunt, we already have registered over 6,000 kids. He's crying on the phone. So I said, son, I'll be there. So <laughs> after Good Friday, after Good Friday's service, uh, we went out with some families and then we afterwards drove to Minneapolis and got there quarter to one in the morning, then had to get up at six in the morning and celebrate Easter with our early grandkids because we can't celebrate Easter with them because of what we do for ministry. And my son said, Dad. Uh, you you, you got to come early. And I said, son, where do you want me to park? He said, you got to park wherever you can. And so Cheryl and I said, well, that's my son. I'm his dad. I have VIP, right? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> we had to park a mile away. And when we got out of the car, I was so overwhelmed that I started crying. Then I called Pastor Andrew, and I called my children's pastor, Crystal. Before the day was over, if you've seen on the news last night, they had three parachuting flying Easter bunnies. They had over 20,000 people that showed up on the property for the glory of God. Come on, give the Lord praise. My daughter-in-law is at a church right now in a church service. They are at a church service right now of over 22,000 people. My other daughter is in a church service right now with over 4,000 people. So as my son texts me just before coming up on the platform, the Johnsons and the Forsbergs are killing it. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't God good? Let me just tell you something before I get into this short message real quick. 
I, I, I pray, and I seriously mean it. I'm not just a pastor that talks about prayer. I pray, pray daily. I really sincerely do. And if I don't pray, it's like a guy that doesn't eat his Wheaties. I'm not that champion for the day. But when I pray, I'm a champion for Christ. In my prayer time, I said, God, what do you want to do for this service? And I'm praying, and I'm believing. And the Lord said, first and foremost, he said, CJ, you're going to have well over 600 people. I said, God, Siren's only 806 people. And I'm hearing the reports that we have around 621 people right now. To God be the glory. Thank you. Thank you. Today, I'd just like to share really briefly with you today something that's laid on my heart. I want to talk to you about the hollow man. Have you ever been offended by someone or maybe you have offended someone? And when you offend that person, you want to get even with them or you want to get back at them. And you want to get revenge because they have hurt you and you hurt them. And so you're kind of sparring back and forth. I got you. You're going to get them. And so there's that revenge. But how many of you know what is intended for bad, God can turn it around for the good? And I love that verse, what God intended for bad, that the enemy intended for bad, God could turn around for the good. Well, in Matthew 26 and 27, you read about the story about what the enemy intended for bad. In Matthew 26 and 27, it talks about the betrayal of Jesus, about the betrayal of Jesus, how Judas betrayed him and sold him for silver, how he was rejected, how he was beaten, how he was flogged, how his hands and feet were pierced, how he was nailed to the cross, and all these different things. And even as we talked about on Good Friday, the twisted thorns that were placed upon his head, all these things that Jesus went through, that Jesus went through all this offense, and even yet he was an innocent man without sin. He paid the price for you and I. He died for our sins so that you and I could be sinless through his blood. Aren't you glad that today we can be sinless through the blood of Jesus? Ain't that exciting? But what the enemy intended for bad in Matthew 26 and 27, I love what it says in Matthew 28, and you can read in verse 5. And it says these words. He said, the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, who was rejected, who was flogged, who was beaten, who was whipped, who was tortured, who was nailed, who was crucified, who gave up his spirit. And even the very last words before he gave up his spirit, he had you on his mind. He had you on his mind, and the last things that he said before he gave up his spirit was, Father. Forgive them, for he know what, what they do. In other words, what he was doing, he was thinking about you before he gave up his spirit. He forgave you and us before he even gave up his spirit. He had you on his mind that I'm doing this for you. But then it goes on to say, he said, he is not there. He has risen, just as he has said. Come and see the place where he laid. He said, then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into the Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. I love this. So the woman hurried away 
from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greeting, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshiped him. Now I want you to see this. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. I love what happened there. In that story, there is a three-phase story that takes place. Number one is the fulfillment. Everything that Jesus said was fulfilled. God sent his son, Jesus, to die and be the ultimate sacrifice, and obviously he did that. That was the fulfillment. He died on the cross, and because of the cross he died on for us, he took our sins. But then, not only was there the fulfillment, then there was the witnesses, the fulfillment, and then the witness. The witness of what? The witness that Jesus is alive. See, there are two types of witnesses. There's the seeing witness, and then there's a saying witness. The seeing witness is the one who's been at the accident and saw it firsthand, saw firsthand experience. I saw it with my very eyes. Then there's the saying witness that I, I heard about it. I heard about this. I heard about that accident. I heard about this incident, and so therefore I can tell you about it. But this witness was an actual seeing witness. They witnessed the fulfillment. They witnessed that Jesus is alive. But then there's a third part of that. There's the third part of that is the victory. So you have the fulfillment. You have Jesus, once again, the witness, and then the victory. The victory is what? That Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave. That's why Corinthians says in 1 Corinthians 15, 54, he says, where, O death, is thy victory? Where, O death, is thy sting? Death has been swallowed up. You see, what the enemy intended for bad, God turned it around for the good. He thought he'd won, but Jesus said, wait a minute. Yes, on Friday, you may look victorious, but Sunday is on the way, and that Sunday is now. We need to celebrate our resurrected Savior. He's alive. But I don't know about you, but they've been posting all over Facebook that Celine Dion is going on tour. Now Celine Dion is no longer in Vegas at the palace there in Vegas, and now all over Facebook you see that Celine Dion is going on tour. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus had his own resurrection tour. Do you know that Jesus had his resurrection tour? You know what he did? It first started by having a tour with the lady at the tomb. When he appeared to the lady at the tomb, yeah, hey, yeah, right, this is me. Then guess what he went from there? He showed himself to the disciples in the upper room. Then he went from there, he showed himself to his friends. Then he went from there, he showed himself to the people in, in, on Emmaus. And then not only did he show himself, he stood there and allowed the people to touch his hands and his side to prove that he's alive. But not only is Jesus alive, but I want you to think about this for a moment. Jesus now ascended to heaven, and he's now seated at the right-hand side of the Father, making intercession for you and I. So every time when you're going through a situation in life, what we can do is we can pray to the Father, and Jesus hears us, and he takes us to God, to God, I see Sally, I see Mike, I see Susie, I see this person, I see Tom, going through struggles in life. And not only does he see you, but he hears you, and then he takes them to God, to God. 
We need to touch those people because they're in need. But here's the cool thing. While Jesus is in heaven, Jesus didn't leave us empty-handed. Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, I must go so I can send the comforter to be with you in your time of need to teach you, to comfort you, and to guide you into all truth while you're here on this journey. So Jesus, now the third part of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, he sends to us. And the Holy Spirit looks for a place to live. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, he says, don't you know that you, every one of us, are a temple of God, and God's Spirit lives in you. What is that spirit? It's the spirit of the, the Holy Spirit that God sent it here on earth and he placed here on earth that he may dwell within us. But without the Holy Spirit, we're a hollow man, a woman. We're hollow, we're empty. We may be going through the motions, we may look good on the outside, but on the inside, we're hollow. We're empty. We maybe look good and making, looking a lot of, making a lot of noise and all these different things, but on the inside, we're hollow. These shells represent our lives. Maybe we're young, and you're like this shell, and, you know, and there once was life in this shell, and now the old saying is that when you put this shell up to your ear, you can hear how hollow it is. And when they're small, they really don't understand maybe the the scenario as you and I, when they're young as children, they don't understand maybe the significance of, of Christ. So maybe they're, they, they're young and they, the Bible says, come unto me as little children. Maybe they, they need to accept Jesus, but yet they're not so far away from God that they, they're lost, that they can't be found. And so their, their hollowness is maybe not as big of a roar as maybe as we get older. But then as we get older in life, the shell becomes bigger and there's empty life in here, but now the hollowness becomes louder. And if you had this up to your ear, you could hear it like I am right now. And the hollowness of life becomes louder the older you become, the more mature you become, but more absent maybe you are from God. And the more hollower you are with God. And you're wondering why I don't have purpose, meaning, or direction in my life is because maybe that hollowness needs to be filled with Christ. Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to live within you, to fulfill you, and give you meaning, purpose, and direction for your life. And without him, you're hollow. But now, maybe you're on in life, and you're like this big mamma jamma. And maybe, maybe you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, and you're without Christ the bigger it gets, the older you get, the more hollow. And this one sounds almost like one of those horns. It's even more hollower. Because why? The years are wasting away, and the time is drawing near for your destiny. And just like the snail that once was living in this place, it died. You see, the Bible says in the next verse of 1 Corinthians 3, verse 17, he said, don't you know that you are a temple of God and God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy you. 
How do you destroy God's temple? By walking away from his presence. Jesus laid down his life so you can pick it up and have your life in him. So that hollowness of life can be made whole, could be made complete, and most of all, fulfilled. You see, the joy of the Lord is your strength. But without Jesus or the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, your absence from the joy which Christ wants to put in you. I don't know about you, but Easter is one of my greatest times. I, I'm a big crybaby around Thanksgiving. Once I see Thanksgiving, get into Christmas, I can't even go into malls at Christmas time because every time I hear Christmas music, I'm sitting on one of those benches crying while my wife is shopping. I really am. I'm, I get caught up in these holidays, I, these seasons. I really do. But, you know, when I was a kid, I looked forward to these times at Easter. You know why? Because as a kid, let's face it, you look forward to the candy, right? You look forward to the candy. You look forward to, man, Easter bunny. You look forward to family getting with your cousins and your aunts and your uncles, your grandmas and your grandpas. And you're looking forward to maybe getting that great Easter bunny. How many know what I'm talking about? Remember when you were a kid? Man, I couldn't wait to get this Easter bunny, man. I was so excited. Man, I was so blessed. I'm going to get an Easter bunny. And so I made sure that I'd look in my basket. Is there a bunny in there? But I just didn't leave it at that. I also thought, I wonder if that bunny is solid. How many know what I'm talking about? Come on, you know what I'm talking about, right? And the first thing you do is you bite the ear, right? And you bite the ear. I don't know why you do that. They're supposed to bite the foot for good luck. Why you bite the ear? I don't know. After you bite the ear, you put it in a Ziploc bag, you put it in the freezer, and then throughout the week, you keep biting on it like a little mouse on cheese, right? But then when you open it and you bite it, you find out maybe it's hollow. My wife said I'm going to clean it up. But you get my point? Look at that. You see how easy that was? But that's how our life is without Christ. We look good on the outside. We look pretty, got the right clothes on, maybe say the right things. But we're hollow inside. And Jesus came, and he resurrected, and now lives amongst us so he can fill that void or that emptiness in your life so that your life can be complete. You see, you've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul when you go to heaven. But I do know that when you have your tombstone and it's laid over your body, it's going to either say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, or depart from me, I never knew you. You see, the difference is going to be, depart from me, I never knew you, or well done, I, my good and faithful servant, is if Christ lives within your hollowness. Does he live within your heart? He says, don't you know that I want to live within you? I want to dwell within you. I want to sup with you. Behold, I stand at your door and knock. He that opens the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. And when you receive and open the door, what happens? You invite him in. And when you invite him in, he takes away the hollowness and makes you solid with him. You ever wonder when Jesus said, on Christ the solid rock I stand. And he said, upon this rock, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
Why does Jesus use the analogy of a rock? Because a rock is not easily crumbled. A rock is stable, is steadfast, and it's firm. And what Jesus calls us, he calls us to church. And what Jesus requires of us is that he wants us to be solid. He doesn't want us to be a hollow man or woman. He doesn't want us to be empty inside, walking with void in our lives. He wants to be, us to be full. That's why he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. How can we rejoice if we don't need Jesus or have Jesus in our lives? But Jesus says, I want to come in and transform you, change you, and rearrange you. But if you get one of these puppies, I love this bad boy. Now, this is a solid bunny. This represents you and I. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, he says, though you're crushed and perplexed on all sides and under persecution and hardship, he said, I will hold you up and sustain you while you're going through the struggles. So in other words, what happens is because Jesus filled that hollowness and now lives within you, he's on the inside of you holding you up when you're under pressures and storms of life. You're not empty. You're not hollow. You're solid because Christ now lives within you. Now try to take this candy bar. I'll squeeze it with all my might. I can't crush it. Why? Because it's solid. It's without void. It's without emptiness. It's complete from the inside to the outside. It's whole. I wonder if you are complete from the inside to the outside. Come here, sir, right here. Right, right here, your, your husband, right there. You, yeah, come here, come here. This is for you, come on. Come on, my man. You get a one pound. Look at that. This is for you guys. Come on, come on. You get a one pound thing of chocolate. Bite its ears first, amen. Will you do me a favor? Squeeze it to confirm that it's solid. You see, Jesus wants to be solid in you. That same spirit that Paul says in Philippians 3.10, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, now lives in you. How does he live in you? That you have to make that choice. You have to make the choice to say, God, that howlness, that emptiness in my life, I want to make it solid. I want to make it complete. You see, listen, the Bible says you can honor me with your lips. God doesn't want lip service. He wants heart service. You can honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You see, just like a radio station, when you got it fine-tuned, what happens, you get clarity in your station. You can hear the music. When your heart is fine-tuned with Jesus, you start singing a happy tune. Why? Because Jesus now lives within you. I wonder whether you're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, are you hollow without Christ in you? Whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, are you hollow without Christ in you? And being hollow a lot of times means you're 
mad, angry, upset, always at the world, maybe at your spouse, maybe even at yourself. Maybe you're one through 30 and you're hollow. But I have the answer. The answer is J-E-S-U-S. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to take that hollowness and put a new music, a new song, a new melody in your heart. So this morning, I would miss it if I didn't take the opportunity to allow you to take that hollowness, that void, that emptiness in life, and that Jesus come in your heart. Will you stand with me this morning? As you're standing this morning, I don't know about you, but I once was lost, but now I'm found. I'm not going to have you bow your heads, close your eyes, because this is Easter. Jesus didn't do that for us. He came boldly and confidently to the throne for you and I. But maybe today there's someone that needs to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior to fill that hollowness in your life. If that's you, I'm not here to embarrass you, but I want to pray with you. And you say, Pastor, I want to fill that void on this resurrected Sunday. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want him to become alive in me just as he is alive in others. I want him in my life. If that's you, I want you to step out right now. Just come on. Just step out. You want to accept Jesus. Come on. Just step out. Don't be afraid. Come on. I know there's people here. Come on. Just step out. You say, Pastor, I want to accept Jesus right now. I'm going to count to three. Don't miss this call. You say, Pastor, I want to accept Jesus right now. I want to accept the Lord in my life. You say, Pastor, come on. Is there anyone? You say, Pastor, I want to accept the Lord. I'm going to count to three. Don't miss this call. One. Come on. Anyone today? Say, Pastor, I want to accept the Lord as my Lord and Savior today. I want to give my Lord to Christ. Here comes one right now. Here comes one right now. Anyone else? Here comes another one right now. Come on. Give my hand as they're coming. Come on. Come on, anyone else? So, Pastor, I want to accept you. Here comes another one right now. Here comes another one right now. Here comes, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, right here. Come on. Anyone else? Say, Pastor, come on. I want to make this hollowness. I want to make this hollowness. Here comes another one right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Here comes another one right now. Come on. Come on. They're still coming. They're still coming. Come on. Anyone else today? Come on. Here comes another one right now. Come on. Come on, they're still coming. Come on over here. Come on. They're still coming. Come on. Come on. They're still coming over here. Come on. Anyone else? Two. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to fill that void today. Come on, anyone else? Two. I know there's more. You say, Pastor, I want to make it right with Jesus. I don't care your age. I don't care who you are. You say, Pastor, I want this full today. Anyone else? In Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone? They're still coming. Come on. They're still coming. Come on. Look at this. Look at this. Come on. Come on. This one's crying right here. Look at this. Ha. Holly, look what's happening, Holly. Anyone else? 
I know there's more. I feel there's two more in here today that God is tugging on your heart. I feel it in my heart so strong. He said, Pastor, I want to accept Jesus. Come on. Don't waste time. Come on. God is knocking at your door. He's knocking at your door. I know it. I know it. Come on. Just step out. We have some people that want to pray with you. Come on. Anyone else? I know there's two more people here right now. I feel it so strong. Just step out. You say, Pastor, I want to make it right. Come on. If that's you, come on. Just step out. Just step out. Come on. I believe it with all my heart. I believe it with all my heart. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right. Here's what we're going to do. There's 10 of them down here today that came and gave their life to Jesus. Look at that over here. That man that just gave his heart to Jesus and standing in the aisle, guess what also happened to him? Yesterday, he just got engaged. And now he gave his heart to Jesus. Look at that. Let's all pray together. We repeat it for all of us today. And right after this, we're going to go out and break the pinata. And I need your help. And we're going to have fun, okay? We're going to have a lot of fun. And Susan Falk, she's going to start us off with a pinata. And we're going to have a great. So I want us all to repeat this prayer together. Can we do this? Heavenly Father, thank you for coming into my life today. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins, my faults, and my wrongs. Take my hollowness and make me solid in you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are alive in me today and I'm new in you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. Would you consider a financial gift to help support this ministry? Giving is simple and safe. Just go to our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com, and click on the Give tab. Thank you for your generous gift.